Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast. On our way back from uh, Nottingham Forest, one all draw, fantastic result, pretty decent display. As apologise maybe for a little bit of a dip in sound quality, but we are actually in the car, so you know, take care how you see it. So I've also been joined by Alex Everson. Hi, Alex. Hey, Paul. Good evening. And I've also been joined by Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Good evening, Paul. So. You going to say Alex? Lansley's limos. Lansley's limos, definitely. That is what we're in. He is the key driver, so we'll try to like keep him, you know, not too involved in it because he does have to concentrate so we don't all die. So I think that's quite a key point, isn't it, really? So let's talk about the changes that we saw at the start of the match. Then we saw three changes. We saw Alise come in. We saw Abita come in. And we also saw someone else come in. Tell me else. Puskas came in as well. Obviously, Bulldog is kind of maybe rested slightly our beta came in for uh, Charlie Adam and Alise came in for Mate, who sadly his father has passed away recently so understandably Jakub Mate wasn't in the right state of mind to be playing football which uh, is 100% understandable so uh, best wishes to Jakub Mate. So let's get on with the game then. In the first half, I thought it was particularly even. I don't think that Nona Frost could say that they bossed the game, but we didn't kind of like have a dominant period. What do you think of the first half, Alex? Yeah, the first half is pretty even. Um, no team, neither team really created anything particularly good during the first half. Uh, I think there were nearly every shot in the first half was outside the box. First 20 minutes, we looked pretty comfortable and... Um, we didn't really create anything great. I mean, I think Abita had a shot from outside the area, maybe in 10, 15 minutes in, um, which went just wide. And Forrest had a chance from outside the area, which Raphael saved. Uh, 20, 20 to 25 minutes or 20 to 30 minutes, Forrest started to put a bit of pressure on, but it didn't really come to much. They had a few corners and a few chances. Um, they didn't ever really look like they were going to score to be honest Paul in the first half no I agree there was no real massive threats they had one free kick that went right across the uh, penalty area but it's never going in it's kind of like Forest fans I mean they're in the playoffs and we've now played them twice and both times have been incredibly even and obviously both times not and Forest have made a complete mess of it they've scored the first goal but yeah it's kind of like I don't know where they really are looking at with their style of play. It was kind of like oppressive, but not really much creative play. I Personally, I feel Millwall were much more of a threat when we played them, and that's the only team I really think under Bowen that has really kind of like got on top of us, and we haven't had any answers. So the first half, kind of going into halftime, I was relatively confident. I thought, you know, possibly we could pick up three points. was it impossible. I knew it was going to be tough. Second half, Forest fans woke up a little bit at the uh, beginning of the uh, second half, but not for too long. Because, I mean, you hear about the atmosphere there sometimes, but it really wasn't there last night. Um, I don't know. It wasn't really much action in the second half until the goals, really. I mean, there was a lot of, like, half chances. Yeah, very small, very small, low-quality chances, but nothing major. Um, I mean, you're right. The Forest fans pretty quiet the whole night in all honesty um, and it wasn't that surprising I, they didn't really do much in the way of you know geeing their fans up there wasn't any particularly high quality play from them and I think you're right they weren't like a 
an amazingly talented playoff team. I think they're 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 very similar to us. They're very organised, and they kind of rely on on winning games. Just about. I don't think they're there going to dominate many teams. Um, but you know, you're, I think Mill Mill on Saturday seems to be hopefully a one-off. Looking at tonight, it doesn't seem like uh, it doesn't seem like Bowen's let their let the players' heads drop too much, and they, they've come out and looked very organised again, which is definitely a positive. Thoughts on that, Matt? Uh, well, I think I think one thing we said to each other when 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 we left the game, Forest, they they they're almost a team. If you if if you're playing in the playoffs, you would love to play against them because they 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 don't they didn't seem like a playoff team. There wasn't much between Reading tonight and Forest, and even in the return fixture. And like 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 Alex said, Millwall were a much tougher proposition. But I think a lot of credit has to go to how. Bowen has structured the team because we 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 just look so we look so much more defensively sound and very little point again today apart from really when they scored did I think Forrest were going to score I just didn't think they were um, and they controlled the game sure you know they had possession or spells of possession but did very little with it and defensively were very good fullback very good as well tonight. Yeah, if you just look at the possession, we had uh, 45% possession. But from the, we had the same equal amount of shots on target as Nottingham Forest. We had four shots, both teams. So it's kind of, yeah, the manager after the game was quite, he was, he was, he was nice to the Reading team. He was saying that actually we're a good team. It's not an easy team to beat. And we're very organised, which I think definitely has been shown on Mark Bowen. We'll talk about that after we go through the goals, but... On the goal, it's pretty unfortunate. I think the cross comes across. In fact, I don't even think it's a cross. I think it's a shot from Amiobi. And then Lee Moore, I'm not sure if he takes a deflection before him, but he miss, kicks the it ball, misses like, it. It looks like he's trying to block it. And uh, it comes off his foot and just rolls into Graben's path. And Graben's got very simple finish from five yards out, six yards out. Raphael has been kind of fooled from the from the miss kick from, well, Amiobi would was looks like a shot to me um, but it's very much gone across the goal after it's uh, bounced off Liam Moore and Graben's got you know all the, all the space in the world to finish it off and I know a few of the Reading players called for offside and Bowen mentioned it in, in his post-match interview that he, he thought it could be offside but as soon as you see it on the TV he, he pretty quickly corrected himself and said that it was, wasn't offside and then he, he's, he's right there Graben was onside by at least a yard or a yard and a half and He's never going to miss from there, really. I thought it was pretty unfortunate, though, really, because I thought our defensive display was pretty good all night. Um, much better, better than it was against Millwall. But Millwall, obviously, like I said earlier, Duffin a much a completely different threat. Just cross after cross after cross, which we struggled with. And I think teams are struggling with him because they're now eighth, I think, in the uh, league. But we came back again. They score on the 80th minute. We get our equaliser in the 83rd minute. Um, I'm not sure how Sam Bulldog scores from that angle. I mean, it is a goal. It goes over the line. But if you're a Forest defender or that goalkeeper, Samba, who's given it large to the Reading fans in the home game, it hasn't worked out for him. He had an absolute nightmare for the goal at the Medeski Stadium for the equaliser. And tonight, I think he's had a similar shocker. What did you think on it, Alex? Yeah, the goal is pretty um, fortunate I guess for us 
Brighton Bulldog has got four players around him, I think it is, and um, and is back to goal, and somehow manages to turn it into a shot across the goal from the right-hand side of the six-yard box, which goes underneath Samba, and, and kind of Samba gets a hand to it, but it's a very weak hand, and, and he's let it go, let it go underneath him, um, and that's two mistakes he's made in the space of ten days against us, which has cost for us four points. And four points for them would put them into second place. I think they'd be above Leeds had they managed to hold on in both of these games. So at the end of the season, those two goals are going to be absolutely huge for Forrest, I would imagine, um, and in terms of where they finish. But he, um, yeah, Sam Bullock was a, a live wire, to be honest, when he came on. He chased the game. He was up for the, he was up for it when he came on. And we did look different. We looked a, a faster team when he was on the field. Um whether we would have seen that if he'd started tonight, I don't know. But we did look faster with him once he was actually on the field and he'd come on for push gas after about 70 minutes or so. Yeah, another player who um, kind of like he came on for, George Puska. Puskas did not have a great game tonight. He wasn't quite reading the game. But I would say him playing him up front on his own is never, ever going to suit his style of play. He just won't work in that system. I find it hard to... He gave his all. He gave his all, but I didn't think it was working from at all. And Bulldog, when he came on, was a real step up. Uh, what are your thoughts on that then, Matt? Yeah, well, but it was... It, it was, a, it was it's just another frustrating performance from Puskas because he was, he was off... He, he always just seemed half-yard off the pace. He wasn't reading runs properly. Um, he, had, he had some... Some of his hold-up play was okay, um, but he's he often quite often the ball was coming up to him and he was trying to bring others into play but there was no one within about 10 15 yards of him so he couldn't really bring anyone into play and so it was his job wasn't made any easier by everyone else um, but we were sitting relatively deep I don't really want to say it but we were playing quite the it seemed like it anyway um, but um, but when like you say when ball came on it changed the dimension it's his chance how he how he even got the shot away. I think how he got the shot away was quite amazing in it in, in itself, really. How he worked the space. But and uh, as fans, we're getting quite frustrated that you know the, 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 this the, this team they they never well they always take about five seconds to shoot. They always take five seconds too long to shoot. And Bulldog proved tonight. Just ha have a go every now and again. You know, it's if you're getting a shot on target, anything can happen. Like it was it was a good shot. He got it with pace and everything. But um, but yeah, it was. But Bulldog had a good game, and it, it, you'd almost think he'd be back in the starting lineup next week. That's for sure. He'd definitely pushing. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, when we scored the goal, there's only 808 of us there, which I have to say, I don't think it's that bad for the midweek game. This is Reading. We're not the biggest club in the world, but there was like a little bit of limbs. Would you agree with that, Alex, on the goal? Yeah, yeah, there was there was limbs again, and it, it was very similar to Fulham. And again, I imagine I'm probably going to wake up with another bruise on my leg from falling over a chair. So, yeah, I'm taking responsibility for that. I did accidentally push Alex over there. So I will uh, take the blame for that and I will be accepting the Bupa bill. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it in the post. Yeah, no problem. One player who definitely did uh, stand out was uh, Michael Elise. First league start this season comes in and there was one pass that he did in the second half must have pinged it about 35 yards maybe to a beater 35 or 40 yards yeah right an the field. absolutely perfect weight and just 
played so well, Elise, and he's got to stay in the team, I think, uh, in the next upcoming games. Definitely should play against Cardiff. He needs to have, like, more league games, but he's just got so much... He's got a technique that means that he can link the play nicely. Defensively, maybe he needs to learn a little bit, but I think even that got better in the second half. What do you think, man? Um, yeah, well, we, we, we... Interestingly, during the first half, we were talking about his, his defensive his defensibility but I think when, when, when you've got a young player like that he's, I think it, it takes a very experienced player to obviously start start learning when to track back and stuff but I mean he's, he, him, him going forwards was, was fantastic enough so I, I wasn't entirely sure about him starting um, but I, I, t- tonight you really seen um, what what kind of a player he can be off the wing he's he, he loves to cut inside um, his dribbling is fantastic, and, 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 and like I said, that, that that pass that he made in the second half, I didn't even know you really had that in his locker. It was an unbelievable pass. It, it, it was it, it was fizzed at so much pace. You'd be dreaming about that pass for, for days. It was it was such a good pass. But um, but but, but, but yeah, it's, it's it's like it'll be interesting to see what happens with with, with the situation on the wing. Obviously, Mate's been forced out onto the wing. Obviously, from where he. he Almost adopted a striker position now, forced out to the wing. But I think going forwards, I'd be more than happy seeing Elise kept on the wing um, because he, 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 he just offers a different kind of phrase. His, his ball control is fantastic, and he's, he's almost just a younger Ajaria. Yeah, he's, 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 to, to think he's only 18, he's got so much development in front of him. He's such an exciting prospect, and I think tonight you really saw. Maybe not him come of age, but you've definitely seen what he can show. He's showcased it brilliantly tonight. Yeah, no, I agree. He was really good considering, like I just said, that come back in, so long out, not playing a match in the league. It's totally different to playing in a cup match against Blackpool a few weeks ago. But, I mean, I try to find negatives in the situation with Mark Bowen since he's come into the club. And I can't really find many. We just look so much more organised all over the pitch, defensively, attacking. It's just, every single game we seem to be in, um, I think there's only two games maybe we've not performed to our levels that he'd want to see. And I think that's Birmingham at home, which I don't think we played that well, and also Millwall on Saturday. But two games in 17 league games, and he's now running at something like 1.7 points a game. Alex? Yeah, 1.7 points a game after 17 league games. Um, and if the season had started when he came in, we'd be sixth. So we're in playoff form. And you can see why people were getting excited that Reading might make the playoffs. And yes, we're nine points behind Preston, I think, who are in sixth at the minute. And we are unlikely to get there this season. But the foundation is being built for uh, for a run next season, potentially. And even if it doesn't happen this season now... You can understand why people are getting excited because the defence is much improved. It's very organised. And we've only conceded, I think it's 15 goals in 17 games under Bowen. Um, and, and in reality, we're keeping a lot of clean sheets or a lot of teams to, you know, a very small amount of chances in games. And um, it reminds me a lot of uh, previous managers um, where we've really sorted out the defence first before we've tried to do too much too fast um, the one that it reminds me of mainly is probably McDermott we look very organised we're in games all the time and the team kind of realises that they only really need to get 
maybe one, possibly two goals to win most games, they're not going to need to go out and get three because they can rely on the defence and the goalkeeper. Um, and I think the move that Bowen's made to playing four at the back seems to have worked very well. And you've got a lot of players who are playing up to a much higher standard than they were, say, six, eight months ago. Um, and, I mean, Gunter and Black are the, probably the two best, biggest examples of that. Um, and they both had, again, fantastic games today. And I would probably have said Black it was man of the match for me today. I don't I, I don't really think he did a lot wrong. He shielded the ball out very well. He Really, he kept Joe Lolly very quiet on that right-hand side for Forrest. And... Um, and going forwards, he does he, he does play quite well going forwards as well. He assisted he assisted a beater quite a few times going forwards, and that left hand side for us has, has got just so much stronger since Bowen's come in, um, and we just we look just much much better um, at the back with with the flat back four, and and, and I mean Gunter's going to have a lot of uh, it's going to have a lot of. I'm not sure of what I'm trying to say there, but would basically, you, would, you would you give Chris Gunter a new contract? I don't know the finance behind the deal. Like, I mean, put it this way: if money was no object, would I give Gunter a new contract? Probably for a year, I guess. Um, but uh, given that money is probably what is holding that contract deal up, I would imagine probably not. So, Matt. Firstly, who was your man of the match tonight? And then, what are your thoughts on Mark Bowen in his 17 league games? Um, I, I completely agree with Alex. I thought Tyler Blackett tonight was, was fantastic. Chris Gunter also, he was fantastic. He just seems to be churning out game after game. And his, we've always talked about Gunter as being a 6 out of 7 out of 10 player. You know, but, but, but the last, well, since, since he's come back into the team, he's been, you know, Seven, eight, nine out of ten. You know, he's been absolutely fantastic. But Blackett tonight was fantastic, and uh, like I think it's getting more and more imperative, especially now. Bowen seems to be playing Obita further forwards. That we need to, we need to get Blackett on a new deal. I think no, no questions asked about that. You know, some people say about Richards lying in the wings, but Blackett, he is playing out of his skin, and he's he's almost come of age. And like we've said it many times, he'd be thinking we would be saying this, you know, a year and a half ago, or even a year ago, but Blackett was fantastic tonight, um, but then on, on on Bowen, you just, you look at his record since he's, since he's come in, it's it's fantastic, you know, taking the team from where they were when he took over to where they are now, and just the main thing for me is the organisation, the organisation of the team, the defence of the team is is sensational you know we've conceded 15 and 17 I think you said and look at some of the teams that, that, that we've played we've played some of the most free scoring teams in the league you know the job he's done is fantastic the way he's transformed the defence the organisation another stat I think we looked at before the or it was either before or after the game um, we, we, we're the best defensive team as well from corners you know again that, that, that just hits home the organisation he's implemented into this team it's, it's been it's been fantastic really and, and, and like like you guys have already already covered it's, it's setting the foundations for well, definitely for something to start getting excited about yeah anything to add to that um, yeah it was more just one thing on Gunter when Matt mentioned how he's playing as a, an 8 or a 9 out of 10 player currently I think Gunter being so solid defensively 
massively helped Elise today as well. Um, at least they didn't have to worry quite as much about trying to track back and be this defensive winger that, that Mate maybe has tried to be in the last four or five weeks. And, and Gunter having those kind of performances is really going to help if Elise is going to get more minutes, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, my man of the match, I think, would have to be between Blackett and Gunter, just like the both of you. It's really hard to choose which one. I thought they're both excellent. Um, I suppose maybe you could give it to Blackett, but it doesn't really matter. They're both really good. All defensive, uh, we were good. So everything seems to be positive on our way back from uh, Nonna for us. There's really little to be negative about. I mean, Mark Bowen was saying after the match that it's a good point, but he was a bit frustrated because he thinks that we could have won today. And that's what you want to hear, isn't it? You don't want him to be saying, oh, yeah, well, it's great. We've got this, like, plucky draw. We're coming back and, you know, there's more to give. There was more to give tonight, but, you know, I can't be disappointed. I think, I think the fact that we're going away to fourth in the league and Mark Bowen's coming out and saying saying stuff like that almost, that, that shows where or how far we've come as a team. You know, I'd like, like, like I, was, I was happy before the game with a draw. I, I would have happily taken a draw, but the fact that, you know, and he, he, he is right, we, like, like, like their goal came from pretty much our one mistake of the game. You know, there, there was very little to choose between, between the two teams. It's, yeah. And it's also, it's happened again for Nordal Forest. I can't, you know, I do find that funny that they've done it again. <laughs> they've taken the lead and they've made a complete mess of it. So now we're 15th in the league. We are nine points away from the playoffs. It's still kind of theoretically possible. It's definitely if you get within like five or six points with, a, say, 10, 10, 10 games to go, you've got a chance. But more importantly, we're 13 points away from relegation. We don't need to worry about that at all now. That's done. There's no way that we're going to consistently drop points now. That's just not going to happen. And that's a great thing to have after the last few seasons we have. So we're now moving on to the Cardiff match on uh, Saturday in the uh, fourth round of the FA Cup. I would assume we're going to see multiple changes again. Uh, maybe the one player would want to come in. Our kind of keeper's place was probably Michael Elise to keep his like fitness. But what do you think? Ten changes other way, Alex? I would imagine it'll probably be ten changes again, yes. Uh, we'll probably see McIntyre, Miazga come in in the back. Um, maybe Teddy Howell plays again on the right-hand side at the back. Uh, I know that Bowen's already said that uh, Sonny Aluko is going to be starting on Saturday. I'm not really sure what position he's going to be starting. Maybe the left-hand side. Who really knows? Um, I'm still... He's been here how long now? Three years? And I'm still really not quite sure what position he's meant to play. So uh, that'll be an interesting one, I guess, to see where he starts. And I think the, the other interesting thing to see what we'll do on Saturday is um, whether we'll whether we'll maintain this kind of 4-4-1-1 or 4-5-1 formation that we played tonight uh, or whether we'll revert back to three centre-backs on Saturday um, and whether Bowen will kind of experiment with the formation a bit just to just to see what we can do because I know there's obviously been the conversations around can we sign a striker or can we bring a striker in but um, if we can't bring a striker in are we going to be able to adapt to playing maybe two up front so that we're not we're not going to have these same conversations in say a month's time where we discuss Pushkas struggling as a lone striker again 
Yeah, I mean, like, we've been over this so many times with the strike. We need to get one in or play two up front. I don't think you can play um, as a loan. It just doesn't work. I mean, Bulldog's good coming on with the energy at the end, or maybe Puskas would have been. You never know if you reverse the roles. It's not impossible. But the FA Cup would be great to win. Um, am I that bothered about it massively myself? Not really. Um, as long as you don't pick up any injuries for key players in the backup squad, you don't want someone to see someone like Miazga picking up an injury. Other players in there, it's hard to think. You don't want Elise to get one at the moment, definitely not. Um, I know there's lots of fans that I really love a cup run, and I get that totally. But it's just, I don't know, I just want us to finish up as high as possible in the league this season. If we finish the end of this season, we're in the top 10. That's going to help so much in attracting players for next season. And it just makes us all feel better going into the summer. And that's a key thing. We've had so many relegation battles. If you imagine finishing ninth, how much more confident you'd feel in the summer? It'd just be a beautiful feeling, don't you think, uh, Alex? Yeah, after all these, the last few years when we've gone into the, into the pre-season with pessimism and we finished just outside the relegation zone and we always lost in the playoff final, for example... That to be able to go into a, a pre-season with, you know, a strong end to the season would be a massive change. And um, having that would obviously, as you say, really help in trying to attract players during the summer. If you're able to say, yeah, we, we, we finished in the top 10 last season, we only finished, I don't know, five points off the playoffs, as opposed to finishing 20th and finishing two points clear of safety... The calibre of player you're going to be able to attract is going to be just much higher. And, and it feels like if you're going to be able to like try and bring loan players in, for example, like an Ajaria next season, there's nothing to say that we can't get a, uh, a young up-and-coming striker from the Premier League on loan next season if we need one. Um, because we, we'll be one of those teams, hopefully, next season, with a little bit of optimism, which are actually able to push for the playoffs as opposed to one of the teams lower down in the table who are just going to be avoiding relegation. Yeah, so thanks for uh, listening, everybody. This has been the, probably the latest ever podcast that we do. It's half 12. And, um, yeah, it's made the enjoyable journey back. Because if we'd lost that match, it would have been quite so nice. But getting that late goal from Sammy Bulldog, what an absolute wizard he is. So thanks for listening. Cheers.